So I think a fun and interesting segment would be to answer questions from the internet. So if you're on Twitter or Instagram or wherever, please use the hashtag Allo Show, A-L-O-S-H-O, and I will answer those questions. So I have gotten a few questions on Twitter about this Dr. Philip Ovedia. Now, I will say he's a cardiothoracic surgeon, and I love cardiothoracic surgeons because they help us fix things when we can't fix them. If somebody has multiple plugged up arteries and we can't fix them with stents or what have you, they go in and they do open heart surgery. They repair valves that we can't repair, etc. I have no problem with that. He does a fantastic job of that. But what he's trying to get into right now is this cardiometabolic health thing, and it's uh, basically scope. Uh, creep. This is out of his scope of practice, and he's creeping out of it. They call that scope creep. Um, and I'm not sure if it's actually him, because some of his posts uh, are just a little bit odd. Um, written at a much lower level than what a cardiothoracic surgeon would use. I think maybe he has a social media manager, like a, a younger person who's not very medical, making these comments and posts, because one of the comments and posts he said this i don't read textbooks and i list i i've done three thousand heart surgeries i don't read textbooks like there's no doctor that would say i don't read textbooks like i mean unless you want to position yourself as you're like this super anti-establishment everything that's just a really odd comment to make and he's been commenting on a lot of my posts recently um and and, and i'll maybe pull some of these up, but it's just a really odd comment to say, I don't read textbooks. You're, you're a cardiothoracic surgeon. You read a lot of textbooks to get to where you are. You did surgery, then cardiothoracic surgery. You did medical school. Literally all of that was textbooks. You had to read textbooks. Now, if you somehow managed to pass medical school surgery and cardiothoracic surgery without opening a single textbook, well, maybe that would explain a lot. Um, but he made a post He's made a couple of posts, and, and they're just really odd, and I don't know. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he actually wrote them. The person managing his account is probably just like some younger person that's not very medical at all. Um, one of the posts that he keeps harping on is that I told diabetics that they can eat sugar, and I don't know what his exact comment was. It was some remark. It sounded a little silly, but again, I don't not blaming him because I don't think he's actually the one making these posts because they just seem childish. But what I will say is that diabetics can absolutely eat sugar. And I'm not talking about like going and just pounding, uh, you know, white sugar or whatever it is that he's assuming that I mean, or they're assuming that I mean, you can do that. If you're a diabetic, if you're a type two diabetic and you are overweight, and I've talked about this a lot, if you eat in a calorie deficit, it really does not matter what you're actually consuming, even if it is white, pure table sugar. You will lose weight and your diabetes will get better. Your A1C will go down. Now, can you make the argument that I don't want to eat white sugar? I want to eat something else. I want to eat more wholesome and nutritious food. Yeah, absolutely. That usually makes it easier to stick to your diet. There's no question uh, about that at all. People who eat a more wholesome diet, that includes more protein, more fruits and vegetables, more fiber, do feel fuller, faster, and it makes it easier to stick to your diet. There's no question about that. But making a comment like, here's the doctor that's telling all the diabetics they can eat sugar and it's okay. First of all, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, I, oh, this is what it was. I had written, please, when he made that comment, I said, please read a basic uh, nutrition or endocrinology textbook because his comment just sounded ridiculous. I mean, like, again, I don't think it's him actually posting it because it just seems really childish and, and like a bunch of nonsense. But the response was, I don't read textbooks. Like, what cardiothoracic surgeon would say, I don't read textbooks? Unless he's like too deep into this grift that he's doing that he's just like, I'm Mr. Cardiometabolic Health and I don't care what anybody says. I'm just going to go against the establishment, including all their old, nasty, ridiculous textbooks, which is fine. I get it. If that's your grift right now, kind of like this natural heart doc guy literally thinks that he's God's <laughs> gift to humanity because he doesn't read textbooks and he's against the establishment. Um, whatever it is. And I, and again, I don't think Ovadi, I don't think a cardiothoracic surgeon would actually think these things. Um, like I think I said, it is, I think it is probably a uh, younger person. that's not very medical saying this, but diabetics absolutely can eat, uh, sugar and lose weight and improve their diabetes. I don't, that's not a question. Any endocrinology or basic nutrition textbook, I mean, will tell you this. I don't, and there's tons of studies on this. Obviously, you know, he's not read up on the studies because it's not his field, his field is to do heart surgeries. And then the other thing was that he said, I've taken care of 3,000 patients. I've done open heart surgery on 3,000 patients, so I know what I'm talking about. Well, first of all, no. A surgeon generally will meet the family and the, and the person they're doing surgery on for a few minutes before, do the surgery, two to three hours, sometimes four or five hours, depending on what kind of surgery it is and how how much they're doing? Are they doing a valve with the open, you know, the bypasses? Are they doing just bypass alone, or doing just a valve alone? So, it could be a more a longer surgery. You go home eventually. You get better. You see them a month later, maybe once. Never see them again. So, literally, a surgeon has no idea how to take care of cardiometabolic health or syndrome or any of this stuff. They do their surgery and goodbye. They never see you again. So again, I don't think the person managing his account understands that this is how it works in, in medicine. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, if this is actually him writing all these things, then, you know, Lord help us. But I love to give people the benefit of the doubt, and I, I don't think he actually means this or saying this, but if, you know, but again, if he does, it's really scary, actually. Um, but again, a, a surgeon who does surgery on you never sees you again does not know how to take care of people long-term. And I commented that I'm a preventative cardiologist. My job is to make sure you never need a cardiologist and never need open-heart surgery. That is the entirety of my goal in life. I want people to never need surgery. That is exactly what I want. I don't want them to end up on his operating table, nor mine. You know, I do the cardiac angiograms that eventually lead to open-heart surgery. And I don't want people to ever need either of us. So that's why I do a lot of this education so that people can learn all this stuff ahead of time and not end up needing cardiothoracic surgeons or cardiologists. Um, obviously, the life of a cardiothoracic surgeon is very difficult and very tough. They're on call. They do four or five hour surgery sometimes. So maybe he's doing this, trying to start this metabolic health practice as a side gig to ultimately... Uh, get out of that situation, maybe, I don't know. I mean, it's probable. Um, he also says that, oh, there's this other thing that he kept saying. Um, oh, that he keeps saying, well, I lost 100 pounds 
doing keto and eating only meat, and that's what everybody should do. First of all, congratulations, losing 100 pounds is not easy, especially diet alone, you know, without these new medications or what have you. Um, but just because something worked for you does not mean that's what would work for everyone. It can work for a, even if it works for a majority of the population, does not mean that it's optimal or that there's no other way to do it or that it's the most optimal way to do it. If you're telling me that you are going to eat only meat and fat and that's your new diet, great. But what is it doing to your cholesterol and what is it doing to your arteries? That would be my response because his book is called Stay Off My Operating Table or something to that effect. I want to keep you off my operating table or something. If you are recommending to people to eat tons of saturated fat and tons of red meat, you're going to put people back on your operating table. Um, that is not a good idea, and I don't think that's what he wants to do, but I don't think he knows enough uh, about that because obviously he's not trained in that. He's trained in how to cut you open, rearrange your insides, and send you home and never see you again. He's not trained in the long-term management or prevention of disease. That's what we're preventing. That's what we do, preventative cardiologists and everyone else. Now, you could argue that we have failed the public. The medical system, you could argue, has definitely failed the public. I don't think it's the doctor's fault, like I've outlined in another podcast. I think the system is flawed in the way it's sent up, set up. The incentive structures are not set up in a way to incentivize patients to be healthy. Um, people are like, well, I'm paying for health insurance anyways. Why should I stop smoking? Why should I stop being obese? Why should I start exercising? Why should I whatever? The incentive structure is not there to incentivize people like, oh, you're already paying for insurance. Don't worry, we'll fix you if things go wrong. That is not the doctor's fault and it's not generally the, the public's fault. I mean, obviously everyone is to blame for some of it. You know, this is the system we put into place. We've set up a incorrect um structure to incentivize people to not be healthy. They're like, ah, you know, I'll just weigh 300 pounds. They'll fix me if I need it. Not realizing that there's not a whole lot of fixing we can do. I mean, you're 300 pounds, you end up with open heart surgery. You end up with metabolic diseases. You're destroying your liver and kidneys and brain and heart from the inside out. Yeah, we can patch you up in a way that you can go home. You know, you're still going to weigh 300 pounds and you're still going to be destroying your organs and arteries and everything else from the inside out. You're not good. You're not healthy, but you're good enough to go home. And if that's good enough for you, then fine. You know, you might be able to live your life semi-normal and be okay, but it's not a way to live. I mean, it's not healthy. Um, but either way, those are my thoughts. I appreciate all the amazing comments and uh, subscriber counts. I think we're in the 10 to 15 thousand download range i uh, truly appreciate it i hope you guys uh continue to share this with your friends and if you want to talk about this jump into my community dralonet slash community dot net slash community and i'll catch you on the inside peace peace